This is Two Jerks, One Vote, and this week we're reviewing the songs in the Sing of the Times song fight. Twelve perfectly fine songs in a song fight that's fine enough. Hi, I'm Chumpy, and this is the Jerk. Hi. Now here's how this thing works. We've won some fights enough that we think we know our stuff. We'll listen to your submission, subjected to our praise and our derision. I know that sounds unfair. But you're not obliged to care Yeah, you're gonna lose this song fight And yes, I'm talking to you Yeah, you're gonna lose this song fight Deep down inside you know that it's true Most of these bands are gonna lose When the song fight is done and your band's won And by your band's won, I don't mean your band's won With bands being a contraction of band Let's see, do you want to talk about the last song fight, the 13th Moon? Yeah, sure. Let's see. Who who won that one? It was... Um... So Berkeley Social Scene, and which is great, because I really like that Berkeley Social Scene song. Yeah. And Look Out Joe, who's just like a juggernaut. Yeah. And then Paco Del Stinko and somebody named Seth tied for either second or third place, however you count that. I thought very highly of somebody named Seth. So uh, I was kind of rooting for them. But of course, Berkeley social scene was also excellent. And Lookout Joe was good. It was, it was all, yeah, all of this is fine, you know, when it comes right down to it. Yeah, I feel like the, the voting audience did the right thing. Yeah, I think uh, James Owens kind of got maybe more than he should have because, you know, I was pissed that he had a, a song without any lyrics. Yeah, I, I liked it though. He, yeah, yeah, but it, it was good. I mean, it was a good instrumental, but I, I think that he certainly should not have scored higher than like Chthonic Black and, you know. Yeah, people didn't go for that, Yeah, which is too bad because I, I really like that. Yeah. I think I voted for it. Yeah, I, I, I probably didn't. I can't remember quite off the top of my head, but um, – this is this is not a terrible outcome. This is fine. Yeah, I, th- I think that Berkeley social scene certainly deserved to be up there, and Lookout Joe is good too. Yeah, BSS has been really killing it. Yeah, yeah, they've been doing great stuff. I, I thought, as far as our last podcast is concerned, I had some. You know, we had some issues with the recording quality, and also the content issues. You know, I I think that I was a little bit more negative than I should have been. So I'm going to try and fix that. You're going to be less of a dick this time. I no. Uh, <laughs> I, I got no control over that, man. No, but uh, I think it's more that I'm going to try and just be a little bit more upbeat uh, about my negativity. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'll I'll be, you know, I think I was a little low energy and that doesn't pair well with being down and focusing on the negative on a lot of these songs. This time around for this podcast, little kind of spoiler alert type stuff, I think a, a lot of these songs I, I thought were fine enough. You know, and I think that's going to be kind of this recurring refrain in my reviews. I'm just going to say that, yeah, this was fine enough. And that's going to go for most of these songs. And a lot of my notes are pretty light, pretty sketchy. So. Yeah, a lot of these songs had a definite 70s feel. And I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other kind of pre-stuff. I'd like to make a call out to to see if there's anybody else who would like to be a guest I don't know if I should make this kind of a shout out, but if anybody's interested, just, uh, you know, send us an email to feedback at two jerks, one vote.com. I think it'd be cool to have uh, some new blood in here. And uh, I know that we, we've got some folks kind of lined up, but yeah, ideally in a fight that uh, somebody's not actually competing in, although that's not necessarily something that completely excludes them, but you know, it uh, it might be cool if you have an hour or so, maybe an hour and a half to chat about these songs. Yeah. And, you know, Micah, if you're listening, we would love to have you back. Yeah. But really, anybody, you know, all you need is uh, Skype and a little bit of time and the ability to join us at some sort of a, a time that we can all agree on. That sounds good. Again, we do have some people lined up, so it might be tricky scheduling a little bit. But it feels like we've had a bunch in a row without any guests, and I'd like to kind of get back to that. Right. I think song fight or board regulars would be great, too, because I feel like, you know, we get a little bit mired in our own opinions and feelings. I feel like some people need to call us on our bullshit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Board regulars. Uh, that B-O-R-E-D <laughs> is 
kind of what I'd heard there. Yeah. But yeah, no, definitely. If you have any stuff you want to comment about, any stuff about the podcast in general, anything about song fight in general too, I was thinking it might be neat to uh, get some more just general commentary, uh, maybe some meta stuff about song fight itself. You know, you occasionally ask some, some great questions and I'm kind of thinking that that's a, that's sort of a neat addition to these podcasts and we should maybe make that a more regular thing. Not that I have one in the chamber right now, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Do you want to launch right in? Sure. Let's do it. As usual, the alphabetic superiority of Berkeley social scene makes them first. I know. I don't know, I didn't really like the riff in this song. It's not super catchy. And you, you hear it, you know, right in the beginning, and you hear it a couple more times later. I'm not sure. I, I, you, did you like it? I, I, I'm not going to say I, I liked it or disliked it all that much, but I am going to say that it's kind of the only thing in the song. It definitely stands out, but it, it kind of makes me feel not super comfortable. I don't know. It's just not super catchy. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, the song is pretty uneventful. Yeah. So Martin is singing, so I guess Martin is back. And his greatest strength as a singer is the passion that he brings to the table. Like, his yeah. vocals have a good character because he really goes for it, and, you know, he doesn't hold back. And I think that is at the cost of some occasional pitchiness. And what bugs me is right off the top, like, the first line that he sings, there's a bum note. So, you know... It goes, I know you've gone through phases, I see you wearing different faces, and the note on different is just off-key. Like, I can kind of feel him searching for it, but he never really finds it. Mm. And I think, you know, some light pitch correction would really help. There's not a ton of places where that happens, but it happens enough that you're kind of like, meh. Yeah, and the, the end of the bridge is where I caught it. Like, the bridge itself is not great but i think the the very ending note uh, the last note of that vocal melody is is way off and yeah. i don't know if it was a choice then i i don't know what they were going for if it was uh just off then uh, you know fix it fix it i think that's yep, the answer do more takes or get digital on it yeah 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 the only other kind of comment that I had about the song was that I, I thought that additional vocal tracks, like backing vocals or <laughs> harmonies or whatever, would improve the song a lot. Right I know. Now, I, I just, have that exact line in my notes. Maybe yeah. some doubled harmony vox in places. Yeah, anything. It's just the unvarying. Well, I, I don't mean unvarying in terms of melody or anything, but just, just that one voice all the way through it. You know, a little bit of variety and a little bit of uh, layering would help a lot, I think. Yeah, I think the the way that they work is that they go into their practice space, they bang out the song, and then Ken has all of the stems and all of the recordings, and he goes through and then mixes it and masters it later. I think maybe it would be cool if Ken would just put in arbitrary backing vocals and, you know, do that trick where you can make a harmony line just by copying and pasting the vocal line and then pitch correcting it down a third or up a sixth or whatever. I think he should do some of those things when he produces it. I don't know if the, yeah. how the other guys would feel about it, but maybe Ken could take more control there. Now, on the other hand, you have criticized that kind of thing in the past when I've done it with your vocals, not, not so much in the specific instances where I've done it in your vocals, but generally as a practice. Well, you know I mean? yeah, I just don't think it sounds quite as good as, you know, the stuff Glenn Case does, where he just knows how to intuitively sing a harmony, as, and you do as well. But, mm. you know, it's still better than nothing, I think. That's true. That's you can blend it true. in subtly so it doesn't sound robotic. I, I wouldn't even mind robotic in this case. I, you know, just having a little bit more variety, I thought, in the vocal line would have helped a lot. Yeah. So overall, I think this is a miss for me on a vote, but, uh, you know, it's good to see that Martin's back. Yeah. A fine enough song. Yeah, fine enough. All right, next up we've got Glenn Case.
Like, I was kind of surprised initially when I heard some guitar noise and feedback. I'm like, whoa, this is a Glenn K song? Because normally his stuff is, you know, prettier and cleaner, but I, I like this gritty sound. Yeah, actually, also, when I, this this is a little inside baseball, but when I downloaded the song, because, you know, I, I make clips to edit in later for the podcast, the graphic that downloaded with the song was uh, Jamuary related. Oh, interesting. So this is probably also for that. So this might have been something that he did in a day or, you know, may have considered throughout the week, but then it might be one of six or seven songs that he's doing uh, in this week. Or I don't, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, how dude is prolific. He, he does yeah. songs every Friday, too, as part of his Patreon thing. Ah, okay, good. Yeah, I love the the way the electric piano works with the fuzz guitars that are on the verge of breaking up and feeding back. It just sounds really cool. And, you know, it's a weird juxtaposition with his double-tracked vocals and harmony parts that sound great. And, like, he has these pop sensibilities, that like, which is why I love everything he does. He's got this line, and you may try to shut things out. And the note he picks on out is sweet and unusual and poppy. And I wish I could express what it is musically. It's like he's playing a minor four chord or something like that. It's just unexpected and sweet at the same time. Like it goes in a weird pop direction in this sort of fuzzy rock song. I really like this song. And this, this is my favorite song of the fight. Oh, wow. Okay. I actually had this question that I I don't know if there's a a term for it, but, you know, is there a word for that thing when a beat comes in like uh, half a beat early, like not on the measure? Because he, he, which he does like throughout this song, you know, it's a purposeful thing. And then, you know, we do it uh, quite a bit where, you know, it's like, um, dun, dun, you know, where it comes in early to, to, just uh, jumps the beat a little bit, yeah. you know, on It's like purpose. laying back or something. Okay, but yeah, he does that kind of throughout the song, and that's fine. It's a good choice. This is, I thought this was another fine enough song with a great vocal performance, but it didn't really touch me all that much. You know, it's like I kept on wanting to to sort of write my notes that it was uniform, but it's not uniform, not really. Maybe it's just consistent, not necessarily in a bad way, but there's something just really maybe consistent. There's something about it that's um, that hits this feel and just keeps it all the way through. So yeah. A little more dynamics, I think, is what I'd like. Even though I'm, I'm not going to say that this lacks that. That's it's hard. It's just a little samey for you, I think. Maybe, yeah. But you know, if you're going to ask me to point out places where it's not samey, I would be able to do that. So maybe, maybe it's just my general annoyance this week that I'm projecting upon this song. But yeah, it's a still, it's a fine enough song. Uh, it just it didn't really touch me all that much. The verses are great. The verses are really great. Uh, the chorus is good, but not as good as the verses. I thought so. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's move on to James Owens. I dreamed of a wood where the birds were. sound that they made filled the world to the skies and the air this created became the new wisdom and everyone thought their treating was wise okay is it just my headphones or is that flute like too piercingly loud in the mix. It's a little, it's a little screechy on the high end. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the lyrics have a certain poetry to them that I like, but man, I just can't hear the word "tweet" in any context without groaning. I think yeah, that word is out. ruined for me. It, it takes you out. Yeah, you know. I can't disassociate it with the tire fire that is fucking Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or obviously this administration the, the the dumpster fire that politics has turned into yeah, so, yeah. but you know i think i would have liked this better if it was just a little less heavy-handed and maybe just the word tweeted wasn't used as often or maybe at all maybe if you just dropped one tweet in there i think that would have been enough yeah uh, to get the feeling across i mean i like the pan flute and the guitar and i think the percussion is really good and I like the way that James Owens often does different styles and does them well. And so yeah. um, kudos to him for making a different sound. And I like that. And I think he, he did a pretty good job on the story and the poetry. But yeah, I just can't deal with that word tweet in that context when, you know, relating to birds. Yeah. And that's the whole pun 
you know, yeah. that's, that's the whole song, really. So just saying that the, the only thing that you don't like about the song is the main drive of it is, <laughs> you know, pretty damning. But yeah, so, you know, I get that it's a novelty song and that's a fine enough song, you know, but it's a political song. Yep, yep got it. Next, you know, I get it. I understand the value of protest and of making political songs, but I, I'm a little exhausted about all of it and I don't want to be, you know, subjected to a lot of it. And I get that everything that's happening now is just is just terrible and uh and inspiring sort of and yeah but it's also there's this oversaturation thing it's like you know you can't turn on the tv you can't look at news on your phone without seeing a picture of trump and whether it's a good story or a bad story i know that he loves it and i just don't want to be a part of the support of his fame it's all this stuff about it i, I feel is kind of feeding into that uh, of his immortality now and and that's that's a damn shame and so i i just kind of want to remove myself from that while still i'll support you know the aclu still gonna support narol still gonna vote every election and still going to speak out but but i just don't want to be supporting this whirlwind of attention to this this terrible dude yeah political songs are dangerous yeah yeah there's just no two ways about it yeah even if people agree with the sentiment absolutely yeah you know you you want a good song and in the middle of the song you get poked over and over remember all this shit that's happening remember what's terrible is happening yeah i know i'm living it i'm in it we're all in it uh i don't need to be reminded i'm reminded everywhere anyway and i know that that isn't a particularly valid thing to say because i, I don't want to shut down voices that uh, are on on the right side of history uh, as this one is i just yeah. want to say that it's not what i want to listen to i guess that's it all right let's move on let's see next up we got is that led zeppelin i think that's what I, it is, is- is that how you say LED? Okay. All right. LED Zeppelin. I guess it would uh, be in all caps if it was LED, but that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah. Like yeah. it's some sort of drone toy or something. I don't know. Yeah. Must be. Yeah. There's a lady who's sure all it glitters is gold and she's buying a stairway to hell. When she gets there, she knows so like i you know right after the james owen song with the pan flutes i'm like oh no not another song with pan flutes and like for the first two minutes of the song it's like you know a lutes and pan flutes or maybe that's an acoustic guitar but it's all like ren fair and i yeah. feel like i should be squatting in a yurt and saying milady uh, <laughs> yeah the, the singer's voice is all cracky and fake emotional at times which i just it feels like insincere and yeah, I it, was, it, was, it was just way too melodramatic right yeah yeah so I, well, thinking, I, I didn't buy it that's the problem it's camp yeah it's it's camp it's got to be camp he, he can't be serious and like two minutes in it's like it's all ren fair and then finally they get some electric guitars and i'm like oh yeah okay here it goes and then it's another couple minutes and there's no fucking drums and i'm like where are the drums yeah. And I just couldn't make it all through. I, I just saw it was eight minutes long, and about four minutes I just stopped. And I'm like, that's that's enough run fair for me. I feel like, you know, some drums, some percussion would really elevate this out of sad run fair territory. And I think that would be a much welcome addition. Yeah. I, I only heard this like once, but I think I think drums actually do come in near the end. But uh but I mean it's not that like they totally redeem the rest of the song. So yeah. Yeah, but so I didn't I, miss I think, much. Yeah, one of the big things is you know these are newcomers to song fight, so I I kind of want to be supportive and uh, and so yeah, so it was a great vocal performance and great guitar work. The, the guitar work was a little sloppy, but it was it was still really great. And I thought the production was good, you know, but but I thought thought the the lyrics are meaningless babble and uh, there there's no real connection to the song fight title you know if, if it were me i would name this song it makes me wonder instead of sing of the times because you know it keeps on repeating it makes me wonder so yeah so yeah i don't get i don't get the the connection to sing of the times oh, also but, the singer's good but there's just this random caterwauling thing he does that doesn't really work for me yeah yeah i mean it, it, it sounds kind of dated 
I thought. Yeah, well, a lot of songs this fight sound pretty 70s. So. Yeah. Now, also the instrumental sections, I th- I'm pretty sure they're ripping off a song by um, by a band called Spirit called Taurus. It's this this instrumental song called Taurus by a band Spirit. I've never heard just, that. Yeah, well, it, it, it's it's on YouTube. You can check it out. Also, stylistically, I think they're ripping off Greta Van Fleet. Oh, yeah. They're, they're making a lot of noise right now. I can see them having imitators. Yeah, yeah. So all in all, I mean, I'm, I'm not I, – again, I want to be supportive because they're song fight newcomers, but but I'm not going to vote for this. Yeah, no. That's that's yeah. a no from me. It just – it definitely misses. I yeah, just I can't, can't handle yeah. that much Ren Faire in one song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, but keep submitting, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. All right, next up we've got Look Out Joe! Exclamation mark. I sing in the time we've had. It's good to be alive. We've made a hundred friends along the way, doing cool stuff all the time. And we'll be surfing away, busting a move, living in the forest. I do what I choose, and I've been running and gunning, and I've been sunning and funning and just trying to live my life. Uh, some some interesting choices in the song, like phasey guitar, bleeps and bloops, and I think there were bleeps and bloops in his last couple entries too. Yeah, uh, that seems like a thing they like to do. And oh my god, those vocals—they are drenched in delay and reverb. Those are some wet vocals. I, I like the bleeps and bloops. I, that's yeah. one of the things that I really liked about this. It's uh, all the weird bells and whistles uh, worked for me for this. You know, I, I thought this was a fine enough song. The the big problem that I had w- with it was it was this great happy delivery of the first line, but it loses some energy in the second line already. Just just the second line of the song, and I just kind of wish it kept that energy throughout. But most of the vocal lines sound sound a little tired, you know. Although you know it was infectious and fun. Like even though some of their choices were a bit extreme, I liked it and like it felt good. Yeah. Like I don't know how they do that, but it felt good. Yeah. I, I like the organ in it too. When when that kind of comes in, it, yeah, it really and it sounds a little bit off, well. right? Like there's yeah. something, some chaos with it, but it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it adds to it. And uh, there's also a little bit of background singing, but I thought that part's way too quiet. You know, it's uh, it's too far in the background. Just bring bring that stuff out a little bit if you're going to have it at all. And but yeah, all in all, I thought this was one of the best of the fight. I, I enjoyed. I this think so too. I mean, I liked it. Like yeah. Regardless yeah. of the things I find to critique about it, overall, I liked it and I would listen to it again. So that's always yeah. going to win you votes. Yeah, I think that's, that's sort of part and parcel of, of doing these podcasts. You, we can talk about stuff that's that didn't work for us uh, more easily than we can talk about stuff that did. You know, Because if we're talking about stuff that we liked, then it's like, oh, we liked it. Good job. But if, we, <laughs> if we're talking about... Be a about, real short podcast. Yeah, yeah. But if we're talking about aspects of songs that we didn't like then we can point to very specific things that didn't work and why they didn't work what might have worked better blah 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 all of this stuff so yeah it's uh i think that's you know part part of this but yeah this was a great song even though i just you know talked about its lack of energy and in the vocal line in some parts and how i thought the backing vocals should have been upped etc etc so yeah it's still one of the best of the fight I thought. yeah I, I voted right before the start of the podcast and i voted for these guys cool cool uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Midnight Yacht Club. Sing of the times, everyone's offended. Sing of the times, family members are friendly. Sing of the times, friendships are bending. Sing of the times, times may be ended. Oh, I just don't. your initial impressions well the the first thing that I, I wrote down in my notes that was i thought the microphone setting was a little tinny yeah and um but other than that you know it's a fine enough song really uh i liked the oh i just don't know about this world part those sections are great but yeah much of the, the rest chorus of the, song, the vocal line in the chorus is really it's good 
Yeah, yeah, but much of the rest of the song is kind of meh. You know, the bulk of the verses. Yeah, it's not as good. Yeah, it, it, there there are some real strong points in an otherwise kind of bland tune. Also, <laughs> I keep... I, 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 why are we still saying this? There's a bad editing cut at the very end. You got to let some stuff ring out. I know, I know. That's and that's just generally part of the sloppiness that this song has. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's not just them. I mean, we we talk about it with, yeah. with a lot. Let so. that last guitar chord fade. Yeah, yeah, fade it, fade it out longer, or let something ring out for a little bit longer. Just don't or... fucking chop it off. Well, you know, that can work if it's part of an album. And, you know, the next track begins with a bang and it's kind of an unexpected thing. But in a single song format, it doesn't really work. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So I do have a note that on the boards that he mentioned that he was challenging himself on this song and he recorded everything with an old school Tascam 8 track and no computers at all. And I think that's where the sloppiness comes from and some of that good old fashioned analog mud that you hear. So like magnetic tape? Magnetic tape. Oh my God! Why? <laughs> I don't know. He, I, he, I guess he didn't like the first version that he made, so he was like, "I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do something totally different, and I'm gonna go analog." Okay. All right. Yeah. Fine. It's pretty Strange. great for that. Probably. Like, yeah. getting all of those things done. I, I like the the slinky sort of guitar riff that you hear, and I love the way how it goes during the verses too. I think it sounds cool. It's like kind of velvet undergroundy or something. Yeah. I ju- I just thought maybe some of the the general kind of melody slash chord progression stuff didn't didn't work quite as well for me uh, but again that that one part i really liked quite a bit yeah so. the, the chorus is great good yeah. good good vocal melody on the chorus yeah. i like this song but not well enough to vote for it uh okay yeah i haven't voted yet um i'm still kind of deciding all right well aren't you glad you have me to tell you how to vote yeah <laughs> ish Ish, yeah. Well, you know, I, it varies a lot, but in general, I tend to to vote for more bands than you do. At least, you know, usually I vote for more than half. Although I've been thinking about that lately. I don't know. I mean, we don't need to really talk about sort of gaming the vote. I think that's sort of a bad way to approach it. But I realized a while ago when talking to somebody that if I vote for maybe like 80% of the songs, then that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm voting for a bunch of great songs. It means more that I'm voting against 20% of the songs. Yeah. You're you know? not you're not really sending a super strong signal. Well, well, no, no. I think I think it's the opposite. I think that like, for example, if you were to vote for every band except for two – that would not so much rise the other bands, you know, bring them up as it would bring the other two down. Yeah. So it's like you're unintentionally voting against something and voting against a couple of bands instead of voting for a couple of excellent bands. And that's not ever what I intend. So I, I'm kind of trying to you know, rethink my voting strategy. Like maybe I should resolve to not vote for more than half of the bands in any fight or something like that. Because otherwise you could have this other gamesmanship reading of it, which I think is sort of a bad approach. Yeah. In this case, I'm being a little bit uh, tighter with my votes just because I really want Glenn Case to, to win. So I want that vote for Glenn to mean more. Okay. And that's how I think about it. All right. That's that that makes sense. Yeah, sure. That's probably a better way to to look at it since it is a vote and since it is a game and since uh, since the stakes are so high. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let us move on to Paco Del Stinko. Man, he's the king of the country slide guitar. That was wonderful. Yeah, I just love it right off the top. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. It made me want to go and start working more on my own. Uh, I I got this old uh, Dobro that uh, instantly warped. And uh, whenever guitar warps beyond use, just, you know jack up that uh the bridge and the nut and put a slide on it and then open tune it and and then you're set again and that's what i did with this and it has uh pickups and everything so i've used it in a few of our songs yeah mostly Uh, for special effects kind of yeah for some special effects and occasionally the uh chord moving slowly up uh like i used it in um eagles 
and um, I used it in. Oh yeah, the the cover we did of the sweet song. Yeah, I used. Fox I, on I the run. It, that's right. Yeah, I used it in that for the guitar solo, but then I think I also used it in After You, in the same kind of a way. In general, I think of it as sort of like this background effects type of thing, but uh, oh man, Paco, he does this, all this stuff so good. It, it really inspires oh, me. He's to a get great out guitar player. Like, yeah. Oh man. And you know, like, I always think, oh yeah, Paco's going for that Almond Brothers guitar sound. Because, you know, and the solo is great. And I think the reason I like it, and I, I think it's an Almond Brothers style thing, is I think he's playing in pentatonic major. Hmm. And I really love his la 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 BVs. And I, his yeah. backing vocals, they're just sweet. They're fun. And yeah. like, I love how he kind of emphasizes the silly kumbaya nature of the song. Like, let's mm-hmm. all hold hands and sing of the time because we're all going to die someday. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It yeah. worked for me. Yeah. No, it was good. It was, what did it you, was... you know, being a bass player, what did you think of the bass line? Did, did that leap out at you? Paco is a, is a great bassist and he does have interesting bass lines more than, than your typical kind of band and... It's good, but it didn't leap out at me any more than any of his other songs. I think I just noticed it because it was all over the place. Like, it's pretty intricate. I think he put a lot of work into it this time around. I think he does a lot. It's just, you know, there's so much else that uh, is good and worth your attention that maybe, you know, maybe you don't focus on it quite as much. You meaning the general population. Right, right. So, yeah. But, yeah. But, no, it's it's, uh, reliably great stuff. Another Um, vote for me. Good job, Paco. I thought it also this song had better production, I thought, than any other song in the fight. And I mean that as unadulterated, unconditional praise. You know, I think, you know, there's sometimes when people might say bad things about uh, good production, if that makes any sense. Like they mm-hmm. might dismiss it. Oh, it's it's all, you know, clean and shiny and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, it's all flash but, in the pan with no substance. Exactly. But this this is not that. It's uh, clean and shiny and it's beautiful and it's done really well, produced really well. And it's a great song. Yeah. You know, I was listening right towards the end and I'm I'm thinking, I bet you Paco does not cut off the ending. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yep. uh, Nice, great fade to the end. Good job, Paco. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Again, we listen to the end. So the rest of you jokers, you just (laughs) just just, you know, Imagine that we're we're listening to it and we don't want it to sound like you just, you know, lifted the needle off the record. Right. Make your ends pretty. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's see. Moving on. We got Pig Farmer Jr. next. Oh man, another strong vocal performance from Pig Farmer. That guy can sing. He was just yeah. belting it out, and I think it sounds great. Yeah, it's he had really good vibrato. Yeah, and, and really controlled, right? Yeah, yeah, really great vocal performance. I thought. Yeah, and he like he sells it too. Like I believe him. I thought uh, you know I mentioned this about a couple other ad- additional vocal tracks uh, like harmonies or backing vocals would improve this song too. Yeah. Just like Berkeley social scene. I thought that, you know, you could have put uh, a harmony on there or or something to, to give it a little more oomph. But the his own lead vocal performance is fantastic. Fantastic. But so now my criticisms, I thought those pauses mid-song are not good. The pauses after the chorus. It's like I, I know plenty of bands do this sort of thing. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But usually when it works, there's something still going on. Or like there's there's a pause to accentuate when the lyrics come back in before the rest of the instrumentation comes back in or something like that. You know, there, there's a lot of ways that it can work. It, it doesn't work here. Now it seems like, okay, we stopped the chorus. Now let's get, have a little pause before we go, go back into the verses. I don't like it. Yeah. I did notice a couple little phrasing issues, just tiny little timings problems. Like mm-hmm. on the line, uh, I don't give a damn about what you say. Like... There's a couple of those lines that are fine, but like I think the first one or the second one, 
There's just a, a couple of those notes are just off by 150 milliseconds or something. It's enough that you can notice it. Like when Lycanthrope is calling you out on your phrasing issues on the boards, you might have room to improve. <laughs> that's so, that's, that's, yeah, that's not inaccurate and also not very nice. Uh, yeah, no, I, I noticed it. I did, some of that stuff doesn't bug me all that much. I give people a little wiggle room. Yeah. And I think I've mentioned that before. So I heard it and I get it, but it's like, unless it takes me out of the song, then. Uh, I'm not going to harp on it. This didn't take me out of the song. Yeah, overall, I, really I, I like the song. And um, I think I was just looking for something to, to pick. Yeah, I thought the lyrics were, you know, okay, I guess. They're, they're not particularly inspired. And th that's a bit of a shame considering how good the vocal performance is. It'd be nice to have something really rousing lyrically. Yeah. I mean, if he could use that passion to sell some really good lyrics, that would be yeah. even better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I thought the bridge was not good, though. I just, oh, I, did, I didn't notice that part of it. But uh, other than that, fine enough song, a fantastic vocal performance. Yeah, good job, Pig Farmer. Yeah. Well. All right, so next up we've got shirts. All right, this song is, again, short, and because it's so short, I'm just going to give a very, very short review. Uh, you know, if, if you're not going to put more than 40 seconds into your song, then I'm not going to give you that much of a review. So, okay, uh, it's a fine enough song, a great new vocal approach, and I like it a lot, uh, but 40 seconds with 10 extra seconds of ringing cymbal, come on. <laughs> Come on. The, Come on. The, the, man, I just thought they were trolling us. It's like they they let the, the that last note ring and ring and ring yeah. just to like stretch it out. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought but, that was hilarious. Better they do that than cut it off like the other people did. But, <laughs> oh, still, right. but it's a 40 second song. It has a dick joke too, right? Yes, I like it. I like the song. I like the song. I like the vocals. I like what they did with the vocals. I really, really do like this song, but I'm irked that it's only 40 seconds. Right, right. Whoa, oh. Yeah. All right, next up. Oh, wait, you're not going to? Oh, well, you know. Same thing? Yeah, I could be. Let's see. Uh, I just, I liked it. I, I love it when they make fun of the title. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, and they did that really, really well. I, I enjoyed this. I, I, I grinned. I listened to it several times when I didn't have to, so. Yeah, you listened to it several times because. I was trying to figure uh, out what the dick joke is. I didn't quite get it. Like, I got the, the joke, uh, you're going to loose instead of lose. Yeah. So born to loose. Yeah, I got that, but I didn't quite get the dick joke. And I know that there was a dick joke in there and I'm kind of sad I didn't get it. I was hoping you'd get it. I, I listened a few times. I, oh, they didn't post their lyrics, did they? Yeah. You know, I just heard them repeating dick, 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 dick. So it's like, okay, you won. <laughs> but I, like, how did they like misspell dick? I, I don't know. I, I think there's something funny there that I didn't get and that's going to bother me. But, um, but I like the song. Like the song. Yeah. We spent way too much time on this. 40-second song. You I... win this round, Small Town Mike. <laughs> yeah. And THC. I'm not forgetting about you. Is THC the other vocalist? Uh, maybe. Why the I hell are that... we still talking about this song? <laughs> they, they gave they us 40 seconds. They have won this round. Yeah. Yeah, they have. Curses foiled again. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Somebody Named Seth. We formed a party in realms long forgotten Following Gygax's dream a cleric, a wizard, a fighter, and a bard All part of some crazy scheme On this or that quest for the holy MacGuffin Crawling through dungeons and caves Solving mad riddles and kicking down doors And being incredibly brave So sing of the times when we all battle dragons Sing of those times, my comrades Raise up a goblet or a flagon of mead Sing of the times we all have Do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was cute, and I laughed a few times, and I thought they did a good job of creating a sonic landscape that sounded, you know, like a tavern with clinky glasses and people talking about their D&D campaigns or whatever. And I'm sure that there's probably a podcast or something out there that focuses on D&D that would love to have this track to play after they return from an ad or something. Um, but this just doesn't really do it for me. I mean, it reminds me of Filk. 
Even though it's not Filk, it's an original song that doesn't use a repurposed popular melody, but I just think of the because of the theme, it just feels like a song people would sing at a D&D convention, and I'm just so over that shit. Now, obviously, I know what Filk is, but for any listeners out there who don't, why don't you explain it in terms that I would understand? <laughs> yeah, so so Filk is, a, is like an uber nerdy musical form where people at science fiction conventions, they take the music and the vocal melody for popular songs and then they rewrite the lyrics to have a science fiction or fantasy fandom theme okay so like the specific sci-fi fantasy weird owl ish kind of yeah sort of like i guess it is sort of weird owlish it's just it's you know it's often played with folk instrumentation oh okay so weird owl keeping the the idea of using the other band's melody and chord progression and everything, all the background music, but the background music instead is played by, with Renfair instruments. Right, right, exactly. Usually just one guy and a guitar. Gotcha. But, you know, okay. maybe a pan flute or something. All right, yeah, I agree. I thought, you know, it was a fine enough song. It's a novelty song. I thought it was a little too long and too uniform, and I, I thought it was not funny enough. You know, like simply listing World of Warcraft and Skyrim and uh, like Dungeons and Dragons terminology, you know, that isn't humor. It's just references. It's it's just a list. Yeah. And, and so I, you said you laughed a couple of times. I I didn't. I thought, okay, well, it, it reminds me, you know, when they rebooted Will and Grace recently, and they used as punchlines things like Instagram. And it's like they ju- they were just mentioning these things that weren't around in the 90s and, and as if that would make it funny. And I'm like, that, that that's not what humor is. That's that's just a reference. It's just a list. And it's, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So here, Although, here, you know, you pick me. an obscure enough one and it makes me laugh. Like, I think the thing that I laughed at was the spell Cure Light Wounds, which I had not heard or thought about in, you know, since I was in seventh grade or something. So that made me snicker. Yeah. So some of the well, list items were good. But yeah, I get what your point is on that. But even then, you know, know your audience. You should do – it would be funny if you pointed out some difference between the Monster Manual and the Fiend Folio, you know. <laughs> That's uh, – or if you I, – I, I don't know. I'm not going to tell them how to write their song. It's already done. But, uh, but yeah, part of this too is probably I had big, you know, high expectations for them. I thought they're – Oh, yeah, just because they're, they're so pro style normally or Seth himself. Yeah, and the song for the thirteenth moon. What was my favorite of last fight yeah. uh, entry? So, so here I was like, okay, well, yeah, all right. Whatever. I'm happy they got something done though. So I hope they stick to their promise slash threat of delivering like twenty plus songs. So yeah, yeah. Are you gonna vote for this one? No. Yeah, because you want to increase the value of your vote for Glenn. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Next up, we've got Spare Tooth. Firstborn in Duluth. Second in Tucson, free will in my youth, but truth keeps moving on. When I first plugged in, electricity shot through every love from Berlin to DC. what a lycanthrope collaboration sounds like who's he collaborating with uh, just a buddy of his a guy named jim i want to say okay all right yeah that was like one of the first things i was wondering you know is this a duet you know because uh you could tell that it was lycanthrope and then it's like whoa it's such a different sound yeah. and uh, i was like wondering what's what's the deal you know it's a new good variety of sounds and uh Wondering what the deal is with the duet, if it was just him in a different register or if it was uh, somebody else. Singing. Yeah, I so, think yeah. The, the first verse is his buddy Jim, and it seems tight and focused and, you know, uh, just sort of more polished than your usual lycanthrope stuff. Yeah. And then the, when the first chorus comes in, it's like a little bit less focused and a little more chaotic. And then Lycanthrope gets his own verse. And from what I understand from reading uh, Lycanthrope's commentary on the boards is that 
The first singer is supposed to be Bob Dylan, and the second singer is supposed to be Tom Petty. And that makes sense if you listen to the lyrics. I'm like, oh, he's referencing some Tom Petty songs and some Bob Dylan songs. Oh, um, I didn't, I didn't get that from just listening to the thing. But now that you're saying about it, it's like you know, sing of the times, the times they are a change, and right. that, that makes perfect, perfect sense. Yeah, you know, like in throats, his his lyrics always mean something. Yeah, he's just too good with the lyrics. Yeah. Oh my God, there's some real promise at the start of the song and in the verses, but I don't really like the chorus so much as it loosens up and begins to get a little bit off. And then each time the chorus comes in, it's like a little bit more chaotic and a little bit messier. And by the last chorus, it's a mess. Yeah. It just kind of falls apart. It starts good and kind of ends badly. Yeah. I, I kind of liked it when the piano stuff got a little manic in certain parts. And I thought it was, I thought it was interesting, especially considering that, you know, I'm, I'm, I believe he's still like manually entering all that stuff in. So you can really imagine somebody doing all these weird notes and everything when they're, when they're just playing it, right. you know, and improvising or something like this. But it, since it's all, I'm guessing it's all plugged in. Yeah. He's not using a MIDI editor either. He's using a musical score editor. So he's, you know, putting quarter notes and eighths notes on a staff. Yeah. So it must be hard to emulate manic on a graph or what you know whatever it's gonna yeah. look like in front of them so yeah i thought that was really really cool but um but then you know the mismatched doubled vocal tracks you know they were either a really sloppy mistake or else they were a conscious kind of avant-garde choice that, that maybe didn't work so well but you know all in all i got excited about the song yeah like so. initially it was it was really quite cool yeah, I thought I thought it was a, a great direction, a great effort, and and it was catchy in places too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought you know one of one of my favorite uh, lichen throat tracks. Now, having said that, I realize it's not lichen throat; it's a spare tooth, but still, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's see. Next up, we've got Third Cat. Sing up. And, um, you know, right away, the arrangement is kind of a bit sparse. And Third Cat's vocals are center stage, and they're pretty far forward. Now, as a vocalist myself, who's not always a great performer, it's a little bit scary just being out in front like that. And I think he pulls it off, but there's some elements of his vocal performance that is a little bit reedy and maybe not quite as good as some of his other stuff. But kudos for him for, like willing to be center stage like that yeah i thought this was a fine enough song one i i don't know if you noticed but i have this whole long diatribe about panning oh yeah so this is cool so one guitar starts out in the center and then it it slowly pans left and the reason it does that is it makes room for a guitar to come in on the right channel so yeah. I thought that was a cool, subtle effect, and I definitely noticed that. I thought that was amazing. I thought that was this whole song was like, you know, the first time I listened to it, I listened to it just uh, on a speaker. And I was, you know, not thrilled with the song. But then when I put the headphones on, it, I, it's like I listened to it again, and I'm like, what the hell? You what know, just it's happened? Like, right? It's like, did I imagine that? And then I had to rewind it, and I listened to it like, like that over and over and over and over again. And I, I just, I thought that was, that was freaking amazing. It was a really thought, great mixing move, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It was, it was totally messing with my brain, you know, in just the best way. You know, I thought I'd imagined it first, and then. <laughs> You know, because that, that guitar just moves, just just the, the the guitar that's the main part of the song, the main focus of the song, just just moves to the left, nice and slow, and stays there, and stays right in the left ear for the rest of the song. And I I I, I fucking love you, Third Cat. I You're know, still amazing me with this brilliant stuff. It's like, like he always puts something special and some new idea or thing he wants to try in every song, and you got to give him kudos for that. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like if if I were to just sort of describe some of this kind of stuff, you know, it doesn't really sound revolutionary, but but it absolutely is. You know, the the song as a whole is fine enough, and again, just without the that effect, it's you know otherwise kind of forgettable. But but I'll remember that panning until the day I die. Yeah, and, we're gonna totally steal that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I don't know. I probably I probably won't wouldn't be able to tell you anything else about the details of this song two weeks from now. But that panning is amazing, and it's it was just done perfectly you know it was it was the right place in the song and it was the right instrument and it was the right mixing for it and everything was great it's it's like 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 i imagine like if you were watching a barber shop quartet and like so you know they're they're all there and then the tenor deliberately saunters casually as far like stage left as possible away from the other three singers for no apparent reason. And then just does the rest of the song from there. Now that's art. That is like, you are messing with the audience when you're doing that. And, uh, I felt messed with, and I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Right. You know, and I think there was a reason, like, I think the reason the guitar moved left was to make space for the new guitar part. I, I, yeah, I get that. And I heard the other guitar part, but I was also kind of like, could be but it, it also sort of doesn't matter yeah it's <laughs> just know, it's just like that you it moved that. you're like what the fuck just happened yeah yeah you don't do that <laughs> you know it's like you could have just uh, just adjusted it instead of had it gradually okay i'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna really obviously move from from here to there and then just stay there right. while, while while something else you know uh pops up over there i just i, I just loved it it, it, it was it, cool like like, you know, when, when you read, uh, some David Foster Wallace, when you read infinite jest by David Foster Wallace, you know, one of the things that he's doing is he's saying like, you know, uh, uh, the, the experience of reading that you're constantly going like, okay, you have a book in front of you and you are reading a book in front of you and it, and you are never apart from that. And, you know, and this is how language is working. So it's like, you know, the, the, the story itself kind of takes back seat to, him confronting you with language and him confronting you with the, the physicality of the book. And right, by making he, you fucking jump all over the book for different footnotes and stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the conventions of formatting and stuff yeah. like that. And it, I kind of feel like, like they were doing a little bit of that in this song. They're like, okay, well, what if I just did that? <laughs> and you're yeah. like, wait, 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 nobody does that. You're not supposed to. It's cool. And, uh, yeah. I just loved it. Yeah. I love yeah it. I'm glad he throws in stuff for people who are listening carefully to get. So thank you, third yeah. cat. We're listening carefully. Yeah. Yeah. I just, just loved it. Alright, next up we've got Von Borton. Dirty streets, we're strolling through The timeline that you're scrolling through They're each as bleak and boring as each other But constantly protesting Gets a little too exhausting And it keeps taking us longer to recover When all is done and said Soon we'll all be dead And nobody can judge us When we're tucked up in our beds This is another case of dynamics being great. So my ears really picked up at those big layered guitar sounds that, you know, they, they meet up with some snare crashes and everything just gets big and loud. And you hear it like at the start of the intro and you hear it during the, the choruses. And I think that just really works. Like most of my comments of this are all about dynamics. So there's one part where he has a chorus and then like the there's like a section after the chorus that's an instrumental and everything just gets quiet. And then for the final like couple choruses at the end, then that just loudness comes in, those big guitars come in, there's some synthesizer lines on top of it, and it's just it goes from little to big at the end and it's it's flashy and catchy and fun. Um, yeah. I, I, I really like this song and I was really pleased with the dynamics in it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a great song. It was really catchy. It was really charming. You know, I, I was kind of not thrilled with the lyrical content, some of it. But, you know, after Jerkatorium's Until It Happens to You, you know, we have no standing to criticize lyrics like this. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. Pop I mean, we it, can do. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, it's it's more like you know he's he's kind of talking about apathy more or less. Yeah, and kind of in in some ways sort of fighting back a little bit against you know people who say things and then but but can't back it up or say things and and saying things isn't doing things i don't know i'm, I'm not going to go into it all that much put it on but, a t-shirt uh, i like how he rhymed assert with t-shirt yeah and then but that that whole thing with uh the message out of a pop gun you know yeah saying you can't say that nor, nor can anyone but you know and it was it was good lyrics and it was clever and stuff like that the the main sort of a, a drive of it i don't think he's serious about i mean as sort of like how do i put it I don't think he's advocating taking an apathetic stance. I realize that instead, you know, maybe lampooning it. It might also be, you know, where we are. But he's in a bad spot too. You know, Brexit is not cool. Oh yeah. So uh, we're, we're, we're all kind of in the same thing. Yeah. But on the other hand, again, we we sort of did the same thing with until it happens to you, which was not specifically, you know, saying great things about apathy, but it was kind of saying like, yeah, we understand it, and uh, and uh, you know the. The, uh, again, it wasn't our intention to to sort of support apathy, but we also weren't coming out strong against it. So anyhow, right. but yeah, lyrically, um, I had mixed feelings about it. But man, great music, great rhymes, great imagery, and uh, th- this was absolutely my favorite song of the fight. Cool. Yeah, it, it earned a vote for me as well. All right, that is it. Another fight in the can. Yeah. Again, a lot of it, um, yeah, I'm kind of surprised we had so many entries because I didn't like the title and, uh, I was thinking that the title might, you know, keep other people away too. And we did get a fair amount of hippy dippy lyrics for this as predicted, but, um, but yeah, people did well considering, and, uh, I still didn't like the, uh, the title and I don't like next week's title cause it's another stupid pun. Yep. It's amazing. Like song fight seems healthy. And I'm yeah. really pleased about that. I mean, there was a time when some fights only had like five participants, but so the 13th moon fight had a total of 126 votes cast mm. and 11 participants. Yeah. So, that's a good. It's a good number. Yeah. That is, that is good and healthy. Like if you look at 15 years ago, there was four song fights running concurrently just to keep up with all the demand. Oh, Wow. So Brown Boxes, Firebomb, Direct to Helmet, which is a great fucking title, um, yeah. and Martians Are Going to Eat Us. Yeah. Direct to Helmet had some good songs in it, too, actually. I remember. Um, and Firebomb. Oh, man, that's when, like, uh, um, Carol Cleveland sings and... JBB. Was Novox the Robot in that? No, I don't see. But, yeah, no, th- these are these are ones that I um, downloaded. I downloaded Carol Cleveland Sings, and I've been listening to that for the past 15 years. And uh, Firebomb was Novox the Robot. I uh, I downloaded that and listened to it for uh, the 15, past 15 six, years. 1516 Puzzle was in that too. Uh, 1516 Puzzle has uh, the best lyrics, and uh, it was covered by uh, Ab- Abdominominus, uh, and that cover is one that I've been listening to for the past 15 years. So, so yeah, I, um, you know, here's my slap at song fight. I, I wish there was stuff that I would want to download and listen to for 15 years in these recent song fights, but for the most part, uh, nothing is, has reached that lately. What about you? Are you downloading and listening to some of this stuff? Uh, I downloaded the Berkeley Social Scene song for Thirteenth Moon, so that was, yeah, that, that made one. it onto my playlist. Okay, that's good. But yeah, but that's probably pretty rare. Pretty rare. But I'm trying to I'm trying to listen to more music, so I'm actively listening during the day when I'm working. Now I just realized that there's not enough music in my life. I've got I, I've gone through periods where I listen to a lot and I don't listen to very much, so I'm trying to. Just trying to get more music up in my headphones. I did buy the latest Greta Van Fleet album, I have to admit. <laughs> and I have been listening to it, and I like it. Oh, good. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't th- I'm not sure that I've ever heard any of it. So <laughs> not entirely sure. But, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get on the YouTubes and give it a listen. All right. Uh, any shout-outs? Um, no, I don't think so. Well, we'll, uh, we'll do the, the usual then. I want to shout out to Brian, who, again, without Brian, Jerkatorium wouldn't exist. Uh, shout out to Alice. Um, keep on doing great art. 
think it's uh, really, really cool, and we always like seeing it. Shout out to my husband. Thank you for your patience and support. And uh, there's been lots of it recently. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> nice. Uh, All right. I can hear the theme music. All right. So catch you on the flippy flop for Doom with a View next time. And if you want to be a guest uh, commentator on Two Jerks, One Vote, just uh, uh, give us an email. <laughs>